Welcome to Live at the Vibe. How is everyone doing? This is Live at the Vibe with your host, Elia Rovetti, and I'm here with comedian Tristan Hayes. How are you? Oh, babe. Hi. I'm sorry, mate. But uh, I'm, I'm going fantastic. It's beautiful. Excellent. That sounds great. It's a beautiful have, podcast. I love it so far. Have you had a chance to uh, check out the room yet? Like the inside of the room? Tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I went in there and... Well, you know, yeah. I guess you're being a very good host now because you actually saw me say hi to you there. So, but that, I guess this is like the magic, the monkey magic for others, for the for the people at home, I suppose. So, you know, guys, you don't know this, but I actually <laughs> I actually popped into that room uh, short, shortly after I arrived. It was yeah, I had a little squiz. Man, the comedy has just gone off in there. You know what? He actually did. He came into the room and I completely forgot and it came off like I was trying to be uh, artificially candid, but I wasn't. I, I was it as artificial. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't mean to at all. Okay. So I'm going to ask you straight up. I find you very, very interesting and I want to know... I want to know more about you. So, like, what, is there someone in your family that's funny? Do you have a funny dad or an uncle? Like, where? how did you... How, how did you f- find yourself funny? Like, was there someone in your house that was like that? You you are funny, or no? It's no one's funny in my family. No, it's funny. all it's all begins with me. Okay, I'm um, it's originates with me, and I how do I find myself funny? Mm. Just fucking open my ears, man. I just and then I find it funny because I know I'm funny. No, no, no sorry. I'll, you wanted me to be honest in this podcast. <laughs> I'm being very silly. I'm sorry. Um, no, my mum's quite funny. My mum does um, silly. Like, she's very, like, um, my dad's sense of humour would be very dry and sort of, like, jokes about the news and shit, you know, like, clever, like, one eyebrow goes up sort of thing. Yeah. But my mum is does, like, silly voices and is more, like, sort of... Yeah, she comes so she out with Ram. She encouraged that a little bit more in you. I suppose so, yeah. I, I suppose, yeah. I suppose they both... My dad wasn't discouraging, but I think I got it, yeah. I maybe copied it more from, from my mum, yeah. Did they, in, uh, did they encourage you to sort of do that in front of other people, or did they did they sort of, like, Tristan straighten up, or were they, uh, did, they, were they did they like your silliness among other, like, family members and friends and stuff? I think they like. yeah. I think they, they indulged it too much in the beginning, <laughs> and I was a bit of a... I wasn't, like, a great kid. Like, well, I was probably, like... I think my whole life growing up now has just been a kind of... Just taking me down a peg. And a peg. <laughs> like, I thought... I think I thought I was just the best, you know? All right, all and right. so they were very loving. Um, what, can I ask, did, was there, like, a defining ego-shattering moment or was it sort of gradual chipping? Just gradually emerging into adulthood, you know? <laughs> just, like... Just sort of, you know, seeing where you're at in life, you know? Yeah. I think that's what's done it. And i got to ask you, when was the first time that you got on stage? And, like, how much do you remember about it? Um, I'm still... I, uh, just to address the... I'm still thinking about your last question, actually. I want, I want to go back and address... Yeah, I, I want to do it as much um, as you want to do it. That, uh, I think uh, they, they... they I, don't, I, think, I don't think my dad would have encouraged me to pursue... Um, 
I just want to talk about some shit, all right? Let's do it. Um, I don't think my dad would have encouraged me to pursue the arts, no. I feel like that was very much me. I had to push it. There was a, it's not like I was funneled into any particular thing, but there was a kind of subtle pressure. Subtle expectation. And so, so not encouraged in that way, but encouraged as a person in general. Yeah. And when you did well in it, did you feel like they, they were happy for you genuinely, or was it sort of just uh, you, their happiness was like a byproduct of... You, you're just putting in like the effort no I guess Tristan's going to another comedy show well, I guess he's trying really hard you know what I mean so yeah I think so yeah I think doing I mean you know not that I've gotten you know I don't, I'm not you know not that I've gotten far so to speak but I've do, but I, I guess they do see that I'm doing it and I'm enjoying it and that it really happens it's real you know? it's real it's definitely this is you've, yeah it's real life so okay I'm, I'm sorry just wanted to just sort of talk, put a little bow on that that's what they I think you cleaned it up nicely alright and, and, and now we can address the next question would you like to ask it again actually yeah I will what was the last question do you remember or we can yeah yeah, yeah. no it was when I started that's um, right yeah okay so I'm when, bullying you yeah, I'm sorry. Not at all. You're, I, this is great. This, I guys, feel like they got guys at home listening, I think I've, I'm being a bit of a... Tr- uh, being this way because Elliot has sort of... He prefaced the whole interview with, well, I don't really know what I'm doing here. So I think just for future reference as well, you're going to get more shit from you, your interviewees when you basically level with them and say, oh, I, I'm not very good at this. Because then they're going to be... They're going to play up. No, that's fine. Look, I, I'm, I'm going to continue doing that because I feel like that's uh, what I would do normally and I don't want to do anything inorganic. So if it leads to them trying to fuck with me, then that's that's what's going to happen. But I, I suppose that's what's going to be the mm. crux of this podcast. I, maybe it's just bad people who do that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're just you, terrible people. Your question was how I started. Yeah, how did you start in comedy and like, what do you remember about it? I remember, the well... The first time you got on stage. It was... Uh, it was more or less the it was the predecessor of what is now Cactus Juice. Yeah. It was called Poz at the time, and it was run by um, Kisajukian, Sam Kisajukian. And uh, I had been thinking of going trying it for a while. I think it was 2014, and I was going to try it by the end of the year. And it was around October, and um, I think I'd had an argument with my now wife, then girlfriend, and then I I had a bit to drink. And I, on the way, and then I ran into a guy I knew who knew about this open mic he was going to do. He's actually a visual artist and hasn't pursued it. He said, "We're going to go do this." And I thought, "Okay, well, I've already committed internally to doing this by the end of the year." So I just followed him along, and we went and signed up on the night at the time. And um, you know, I, and this is a this is a random aside, but I, there's a British songwriter I really like called Robin Hitchcock, who I'm really into, and he was actually in Sydney at the time, and I ran into him on my way there. He doesn't know me; like he's like quite like well, he's 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 very established. So he's in his sixties now, and I, I ran into him on my way to my first gig, and so I thought that was. It's like some weird, um, it doesn't have any clear meaning, but it seems odd that I ran into this guy who I idolised. Like, it's pretty much like running into Bob Dylan yeah. sort of thing for me. And um, But then I yeah, got there and uh, it sort of went okay. I got a couple of laughs and, um, you know, looking back, it's just like, why the hell didn't I do it sooner? I think that's so many comics think that, you know, once they get started, why, what was I doing not doing it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay, I got one more for you before you go up. Uh, you said you had a wife. Yes. Uh, does, do you ever get an argument that affects how your set goes that week? Do you ever feel like you got to put that shit in a box and 
do your job up there or do you feel like it affects you? Um, no, I mean, we don't really have that many bad arguments. I suppose it's, well, uh, yeah, I think that was, that, I can't even remember what that one was about, but that, that one was probably of sort of like two a year kind of level one and they're generally fine, so... No, I guess not. I guess not. But although sometimes, you know, if you are in a, if you're having a tense moment, you know, with your significant other, or there was a time my boss um, yelled at me um, I, um, shortly when I was on the way to an open mic, and that definitely took the wind out of my sails. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it went well that night. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, you can you can get put off. But, it can happen. But, but fortunately, my relationship has not. I, I, th- I think I think it served my comedy more than hindered it. That's terrific. I would say. Well, yeah. Wait, right, so we're gonna leave Tristan here. He's gonna get his thoughts together before he jumps on stage, and we'll be back here very very soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> I was supposed to go with Angel Hair Pasta. That that name. I mean, I, I think the idea behind that name is that these angels are supposed to have very fine hair. I think they must have quite thick hair. I mean, for pasta, yeah, it's quite thin, but by hair standards, that's off the charts. (laughs) I'm really glad that Princess Diana was born a woman. Prince Diana just doesn't really have the same ring to it. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's funny. But I do. <laughs> Welcome back to Live at the Vibe with your host Ellie Rivetti. This is Tristan Hayes. We're coming off the second half and Tristan just laid down a very nice set. How do you feel? Oh, I feel okay. I was, I was, I, f- I got caught off guard because I was suddenly on at the beginning, and so I didn't do my opener that I'd planned, which I still don't remember what it was, because I'll remember once everything's calmed down in old Braino. But no, it was fun. No, I, I feel like I, it was all right. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. I reckon uh, it's always a good indicator, like when someone is uh, when it's a quiet room and someone can still just sort of command it, like with the silence, and then change the kind of tide with laughter and get them all on your side. And I, you definitely did that in there. It was sort of quieter coming off the second half. It was our fault that you guys that you were on earlier, but you ended up just owning it and doing a great job. Oh, thanks, man. I, I struggle with um, one of my big things in a situation like that. One of the biggest things I would struggle with, I'd say, is like not is like saying something. You have to learn to tell in a situation like you have to learn to tell a joke and like not show in your face or body that you're expecting any kind of reaction you have to be very ready to move on and to you know that's a great note actually it's actually so i struggle so much with that and like it's like even even though i know that principle like in practice like man like if a joke if one joke goes well then it's very easy for the next one to go poorly because it got like the previous one might have got more of a, more of a laugh than some people in the crowd thought it deserved, even. And then it's like they're like, "Well, we're not going to let you get away we're with punishing another you one. for it." Yeah, man. You, right. you can snip out any. So you're going to feature a bit of that in your pod, right? Yes, we're going to so we're going to feature a bit. I'm going to pick out my favourite sort of bit in there and uh, and then set up this second half of the interview. Okay. Right. How do you feel about that? What well, goes through your head when you think of that? I'll choose wisely. <laughs> 
can be involved in the selection process. There's nothing creepy here. But like, you can. But I reckon I, there's lots of good shit to pick there from. All right. So, can I ask you, when you do notice that, like when you're like when you're going, all right, I'm gonna really just lay like a punchline here and leave it all silent and hope it's funny, and you know that your face has every, has a lot to do with it. Uh, what's sort of on your what's sort of going through your mind when? Um, sorry, I got thrown off there for a second. What's sort of going through your mind when your face is all when you're when when there's the silence and your face is like, all right, you guys have to laugh now. How do you deal with hiding that sort of thing in your body language? Sorry about the length to get there. No, no, I, yeah, I guess just pull. Yeah, I, it's funny. Like pull everything in. Just kind of look look down maybe, or because that's. Or just look blank, look up at behind them. I don't really. It's hard to describe, but I feel like it's once you're aware of that, you know, you, you, different people have different ways of showing that they're, that they're not sure that that last thing was gold, right? Yeah. But whatever it is for you, it's. I think it's quite important. It is for me anyway. Yeah, because I, I can never tell when you're. I can never tell what's going through your mind up there. It always seems like you're having a great time, and you're regardless of how the audience is feeling. Well, that's and that's too. why I have so much fun. It's fun to be bothered by, um, by if they do like it. It's fun to be kind of thrown off by that as well. Mm. I think Pete Holmes talks about the well now disgraced Bill Cosby. He, I think that was a thing that he did. Like he would open with some bit, like, and when he first got his first big laugh in the set, he had a thing where he'd look as if like. What you know, like, what? What's this? Like, you know, why are you laughing? You know, that's really interesting. I've never heard that. Um, what do you? What kind of effect do you reckon that gets? Uh, well, that particular move or, or other versions of it, I don't know. Well, it's certainly. Well, I guess you can. All of these things can become hammy and become cheap, I suppose, easily. Like that bit, mm. the acting awkward and like if something's going well, that could easily be bad, right? Like, mm. like using dishonest disbelief. Yeah, and I'm sure I've done that. So it's just like, I don't know, it's just a tough one. I guess, oh, yeah, there are no there are no rules for it, but it's, I guess it's about, it sounds so cliche, but it's about being present. Mm-hmm. It's about um, not, the times, yeah, it's funny, the times I've like really not been, ha- like, because there are different, there are bombs and there are bombs, right? There's like not doing well and you feel like you put in an okay effort. And then there are times when you're like, well, no, I got affected by what happened early on, and then it tail went, was a tailspin. And whenever that happened, I can't even remember what I was thinking. It's like something just switched off. Yeah, hundred like, percent. What was I thinking? You know. <laughs> and just to be clear, we're not talking about the set. I just no, no, <laughs> not at all. I like no. I, I think that's a great description. Everything sort of like when someone goes, so w- what went so bad about it? You're like, I couldn't even pin it down to one thing. It was just awful. It was not there. Yeah. 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 Alright, um, okay, so I, 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 like, there's one thing that when I first saw you get up, um, I was very curious. When I first saw you get up on stage, uh, really, people, a lot of people sort of call it like, maybe alt comedy. I don't know how you classify yourself, but it's very sort of uh, different. And um, I was curious who you're influenced by. Who, who, who did you see and you're like, I can be like that guy, or I can do comedy like that person? Oh, God. Well, I don't know, I suppose. Um, they're not not so much stand-up, but I, got, I went through a big, a heavy um, Tim and Eric phase oh, before yeah. I got into stand-up, and got, I was just had my mind blown. But and it's interesting because a lot of that stuff now seems less radical than it yeah. did. I think, and I, I think that um, comedy, like sometimes the most innovative comedy 
dates the, the least well because it's like they've broken open a new very well area yeah very and it's well like then people come in and refine it pretty quickly and then they do a sophisticated version of it um, so sometimes the most original stuff can look a bit hokey very quickly Shit, yeah it's but, so unfamiliar it's such unfamiliar ground uh, that by the time that we've all sort of mapped it out we're like oh yeah, how did they like only get that crew. far you know yeah, what I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great point but I don't know I, I liked uh, oh, R- Rory Scovel who's an American stand up who's he's real good and it's a funny thing though he's, he's done a couple of specials now I've seen his first special not his second one but I didn't like the first special as much as I liked certain random YouTube videos of him and um, him uh, what was appearing missing? on uh, well I guess the stuff I saw he was just like it was more improvised or something um I, I don't know. Maybe he. Over, I, I no idea. But like you know, I, I can't sit here and tell him what he should yeah, have yeah. done. But like yeah, yeah. I, I think the stuff I saw was more playful or something. Um, and I suppose, I suppose I was really struck by that. Like doing just the idea and the idea that you don't. I think people don't realise when they do stand up. You don't have to. Uh, be, re- you know, you don't have to be nice or realistic or anything. You know, you can just say funny things. And I, there's definitely a place. I, I love comedy where it's more like a person being themselves and talking about things that they think. Um, but uh, I guess, and I guess that's more natural the longer you do. Like if you're doing lots of hours, it would be harder. Although you can. I'm not saying you can't do the other thing in a longer format. But certainly when you're doing short stuff, like I mostly do. Mm. It's like you can play so much just with the how you're perceived and like who the fuck are you and you know like you can say things that are that's can, actually very interesting yeah it's like there are so like I guess that's a big part of it is like just cutting out the part of your brain that is like making sure you're a decent socialized person yeah you don't need that then yeah like it, you really don't I guess I mean you need it in a way for like coming across like the stuff we were talking about before yeah. but. You can say outrageous things, and I think that's that's a big thing. That's an important thing, and I don't mean outrageous in a, you know, swearing or hot button issues. I just mean like, why the fuck would you say that? You know, like, and I, I, I think that's that's a, I, I suppose if, I, I suppose if I had a thing, it might be that, to, or that might be one of them. Well, that's that's something I like anyway. I don't think we can end in a better way with you uh, with you describing what sort of with you describing what comedy is to you and sort of like that sort of uh, that description of your uh, of how you get up on stage. Thanks for letting me finish that up there. I appreciate it. But uh, no, 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 no. Oh, thanks for having me. It was. Um, I feel like we were just. Uh, I'm, I'm very worried about how I've come across in this conversation, and I feel like the stuff we've been talking about might lend itself to a longer conversation another time. But. Um, thanks for having me. Man. Couldn't agree more, man. Pleasure to meet you. Ciao.